You made it to season three. Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. You will hear things from Classic Team Jadith Live, some new items, and I'm hoping to get some other podcasters on board by simply asking them if I could use some clips from their shows. Maybe even from shows long ago. Well, jump into the adventure with me, because here we go. Let's start with a couple of bloopers from Dangerous Christian. You've been listening to Dangerous Christian. Dan was played by Michael Prince. Sword was Tiffany Lott. Opening preview music... John Steinklobber and J.D. Sutter. All other voices provided by the cast. I'm not sure there were any other voices. Yep, even when producing audio drama, perfection escapes us. Uh, But it's really bad when you're behind the pulpit preaching and things just don't seem to go right. Let me show you three kinds of sin temptations. Let me say that better. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Padina his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. I'll get to that in a minute and what he's talking about there. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but... That's what tuners are for. (laughs) So, as you can see, it doesn't always pay. There's a blooper for you right there, and that was fresh on the spot, and I'm not deleting it because, I mean, it's in a blooper section, so why not leave it there? Let's see if I can do this again. As you can see, it doesn't always pay to take yourself too seriously. Because, obviously, at some point in time, things are going to go wrong. But later in the swamp, but later in the swamp, but later in the swamp, how do I, how do I stop ing? Sometimes even when you're trying to be funny, you end up being the funny one and you don't really mean to be. Does that even make sense? Somebody must be asking, What? You're right. We are going to need help if we are to figure this one out. You're right. We are going to need help if we're going to fix this. We are going to need help if we are going to fix... You're right. You've been listening to Dr. What? The Prime Objective. Objective. Enough chatter. Enough chatter. I may have to call you Chatterton. If I'm not mistaken, I... Mm, That's okay. That's okay. Mm. So last time we did a Christmas special. This time, uh... The season starts on Christmas. So, uh... You know, what what do you expect? Well, what somebody might be expecting is a Christmas themed humor. Well, here's a little bit of a song parody that you might recognize, and also you might say, that's all wrong. 
If I miss Doctor Who, I will not forgive you, This Christmas, Cybermen and Daleks too, but she'll trick her way through, trust me. This Christmas, TARDIS light shining bright, and we're caroling to her plight. And this Christmas will be a very nerdy Christmas with me. M M O R P G. I'm epic finally, or will be. This Christmas may take me hours of play, but it's bound to be legendary. This Christmas, Merlin's fire blazing bright, and we're caroling to the night. And this Christmas will be a very nerdy Christmas. You'll see. What? I'm recording! Ah! The glorious out of doors. Ah! I see a wild creature out here. I think it's a... Uh-oh. Oh, oh, crud. It's... Oh man, it's it's a bat free. Um, guys, guys, uh, listen to this sketch by John Bell. Um, I've, I've got to hide. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, I had to hide. I had to get in the building. That bat frees are dangerous, man. They are dangerous. Oh, okay. Um, I think I'm safe now. Bell's in the bat free. John Bell's show can be found at thebatfree.com on the Mutual Audio Network and finer podcast sites. F- fi- fi- finer podcast sites? John, are you, are you sure that's what I was supposed to read? Well, it's that time of year again, and I have in the studio today two of Santa's elves. Yes, direct from the North Pole, two of Santa's elves. And let's meet them right now. Uh, first elf, what is your name? My name is Giggles. <laughs> well, it's certainly good to meet you. Oh, and- I love being here. Wow. Yes, well, your 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 spirit is certainly quite infectious there. Um, what do you do for for Santa? Well, I'm in charge of putting smiley faces on all the dolls. I see. So you put when this... the doll comes by, if it has your frowny round, uh-huh. I put on a smiley while on its face. Right. Oh, it's quite a job. Yeah. That's Fine. Ball. Okay. Good. 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 Yes. Well, that's quite amazing. These smiley faces. And uh, our second elf. What is your name? My name is Mendoa. Uh, I'm sorry. What was Mendoa? You got a problem with no, that? No. 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 I, ju- I just uh... just ask the questions. I 
can't wait to do. Come on, time is money. Let's go. Well, here. No, no, I, I was just curious how you wound up. Oh, um... uh, yeah, the Santa Claus and the whole Christmas thing and yeah. the nuts like this guy. <laughs> I tell you, you, these elves, you can't depress them. Huh? Watch this. I hope you fall in a manhole and break your leg. Oh, that's a good one. It's like that all the time at the North Pole. I see. Anyway, back in 48, my parents, Irving and Selma, went to the North Pole to see if they can get in on the, the, the magic reindeer feed business. Did pretty good. Right. And, you know, I was there. I had to get a job. And then you're only two feet tall and you got pointed ears. Uh, what else can you do? Huh? I, I see. Okay. Well, what, what is your job at Santa Claus's North Pole Workshop? I'm in charge of sled design. Huh? Make sure it's aerodynamically ready to go around your wild the oh. best way. You know, uh -huh, you want to shave off a few miles here and there, get some time, make it up so the big red guy can get home a little earlier sometimes. You know what I mean? Okay. You want to help Santa out then? When Santa's happy, everybody's happy. I see. Well, uh, I mean, working well these elves in the workshop, are you comfortable? Eh, I make a living. No, that's not really what I meant. I was well, wondering. It's going to take a long time. I got work to do. Here. Well, yeah, but first we sing the elf song. <laughs> yeah, you have to sing the elf song yeah, first. The elf song. Yeah. I'm not going to sing no elf oh, song. I'm no sorry, it's, it's in the contract uh, from here. Claws Entertainment oh, International. Uh, elves oh, on the show. Sing they will sing the. All right, all right. Sing the song. I don't care. Here we go. We are happy elves. We are happy elves. Here's something happening. It's not our fault. We just laugh. I say, I devote. We are happy elves. We are happy elves. It's the time of year that we adore. We trim that tree. And like the menorah. We are happy elves. We are happy elves. We get candy and plums of sugar. And drive me with sugar. We are happy elves. You gotta love John Bell. What can I say? Here's something from Fred Passmore and John Lawhon from Sheaf Laughs Comedy. You can find that over at ChristianSkitScripts.com. What? What is that? Is that bells I hear? Ho, 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 ho. Could it be? It's. It's. Ho, ho, ho. <coughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. I get out of breath kind of easy. Merry Christmas, son. Merry Christmas, Jeremiah. I was just taping my annual Yuletide show. Oh, I did it again, didn't I, Mr. Fred? Interrupted your broadcast. Oh, Lord, help me. Oh, no problem. Uh, seeing you has made my holiday a little bit more cheerful. Well, you're a kind soul, Mr. Fred. Well, I gotta say, you look the part. That suit fits you pretty good. Oh, you like my Santa suit? Yeah. I bought it from eBay real cheap. Really? The guy who used to own it is in prison for posing as a Salvation Army money collector. <laughs> Just hand me your trash can there, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here it is. Lots of candy paper in there this time, I'm afraid. Well, how are you feeling after last week's bout with the leg spasms? Oh, doing okay today. Except for some stomach cramps here and there. Oh, my. A heat rash around my neck. Ouch. Some swelling in my ankles. Ooh. A light purple color on my kneecaps. Gosh. And for some reason... I seem to have an awful lot of earwax. Ugh. Apart from that, I'm doing okay. Well, I hope you've got a good story to share with us this week. I'm in the mood for one. Well, of course I got a good story for you. Perfect for Christmas. It seems the local post office received a letter addressed to God. Well, not knowing where to deliver it, they forwarded the letter to one of the nearby churches. The pastor read it at the church charity committee meeting. And he read, Dear God, I hate to bother you, but my family is having it tough this Christmas season. I lost my job recently, 
The rent is two months late. My wife is expected. My car broke down, and I'm not going to be able to get anything for the kids this Christmas. Please send me a thousand dollars, and I won't bother you anymore. Well, when the pastor read the name of the person who signed the letter, one of the committee members spoke up and said, "Hey, that guy lives right down the street from here. It would be a great witness to him if we could help him out." Well, the others agreed, but the charity fund was set aside for church members only, so they decided to pool their resources and give from their own pockets. And they came up with five hundred dollars. Then they wrote a check from the church and sent it to him. Well, they never received thanks or heard any kind of acknowledgement from the guy until the next Christmas, when they received another letter from the same fellow. It read, "Dear God." I hate to bother you again, but I lost the job I got after last Christmas. My car was wrecked, and it looks like another bleak Christmas for my family. Please send another thousand dollars to help us out. Thanks again. P.S. Please send it directly to me this time. Last time you sent it through the church down the road, and those crooks kept half of it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, no good deed goes unpunished, right? But you know, sometimes it happens. We give a gift to somebody only to have the recipient's feelings backfire on us. Maybe we don't get the thanks we think we should have gotten. But it all boils down to why we're giving in the first place. And remember, Christmas time is a time to remember the greatest gift of all, and that's Jesus. And that's why we give. Wow, a funny story with a thought we should all apply this time of the year and every day. Thanks. You gotta laugh with John and Fred, a prime example. This is reporter Wally W. Wigbacker, live from downtown, asking passersby how they deal with holiday stress.、Uh, excuse me, sir. How do you deal with a stressful time of year? Oh, not very well, I see.、Uh, Uh, sir, how do you deal with the stress of the holidays? Stress? Let me tell you about stress. I've got brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins and in-laws and outlaws at my house right now. They all need gifts, and I'm just about out of my mind. <laughs> Man's a walking time bomb,、uh, sir.、Uh, Christmas can be stressful. How do you deal with? How、it? dare you ask me anything about Christmas? That pagan, commercialized excuse for running up credit card bills and worshiping at the false altar of Santa Claus. Be gone, heathen!、Oh. Well, trying to find some peace ah can be stressful when you neglect the Prince of Peace. I'm Wally W. Wigwacker, getting robbed by a wigged out weirdo wielding a wicked walking stick. You are about to hear a cheap laughs comedy. For your safety, please do not listen while doing the following activities. Operating heavy equipment, deep sea diving, skydiving or dumpster diving, honeymooning, robbing a bank, escaping from prison while in a theater, while blow drying your hair in the shower, going over Niagara Falls in a barrel or an airtight drum, spelunking, defenestrating, or during an earthquake. This message is brought to you by the Office of Recreational Audio Safety. Listen responsibly. Now you can finally relax. Introducing No Freddium. One simple treatment when needed provides unexpected freedom. You won't even be able to explain how good you feel. Without No Freddium, you could see the lining of your esophagus erode like a bank of a crumbly canyon wall in a springtime rainstorm. You might find yourself irritable with others. You may be concerned about events that more than likely will never take place. You may feel as though the weight of the world is on your shoulders. People around the globe are discovering the benefits of No Freddium. Giving up your right to worry provides more freedom than a half-price sale at your favorite department store. Not to mention a fairly functional esophagus in a dysfunctional world. Ask the great physician if a prescription of No Freddium may be right for you. No Freddium available at no cost at First Peter five seven, Philippians four six and seven, and other fine scriptural locations. <laughs> That's multi-talented Christian scriptwriter and radio personality Glenn Haskell. 
hey, check out this newcomer to the showcase, Dan McGowan. After you listen to him, you can check out his website over at danmcgowan.com. This is crazy. A guy looked me up, and I haven't seen him, literally, thought of him anything since third grade. Third grade. And you can do the math. Look at me. You know? In third grade. So he writes to me and says, so, what have you been up to? Since third grade? Well, I got a paper route. And that thing get a little complicated. I don't know. I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that He is the only way to heaven. This is no joke. That's why I'm part of the Christian Podcast Community over at ChristianPodcastCommunity.com. My comedy podcast isn't there, but Protectors of the Book, Quest for Truth, and Lion's Den Audiobook and Drama Podcast are all part through the Life Truth Network of the Christian Podcast Community. So check out all the great shows at ChristianPodcastCommunity.com and check out our work at Life-Truth.com. What can I say about the Life Truth Network? Well, it's got almost everything. You've got audio drama, you've got Bible study, you've got sermons, you've even got behind the scenes. Life Truth Network is a partnership between Healthly Podcast Network and Protectorate Productions. And, and I gotta say, to me, it feels like a next level partnership. So if you haven't checked out life-truth.com, what are you waiting for? Hello, I'm James Kennison, and I host a clean-cut comedy podcast called That Story Show, where we put your hilarious real-life stories and anecdotes in the spotlight. In other words, you send in your stories, and we share them with the world. We tell stories about embarrassing moments, miscommunications, people trying to get into the wrong cars, silly things kids say, goofy stuff our pets do, you know, stuff we can all relate to and laugh at. So listen and find out how you can send in your own stories to be read on an upcoming episode. Find that story show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast app, or just say, Alexa, play that story show. Hope to hear from you soon. Before we get started, again, you need to know that we, too, want your comedy. It doesn't have to be a funny story. Uh, I sure don't want to take away from that story show. But if you have a joke you want to tell, if you want to do a comedy sketch, uh, anything like that, we want to showcase you on Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase. Go to bit.ly.com slash funny and clean. And now some Christian fun from the classic Team Jadis Live series. Tonight, Team Jadis presents a very special presentation. It's a remake of the Charles Dickens classic, A Christmas Carol. But before we do, here's a word from our sponsor. Uh, Jadis, if it's so timeless, why are we redoing it? Well, you see, it's all about. And now, a Christmas carol. 
And now, Team James presents the remake of the classic Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. Ah, tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 Take those with bells of holly, fa la 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 think we got that last verse wrong, fa la 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 Keep on singing this crazy song, fa la 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 Sing it right. Really? Just sing it right. It's like, uh, deck the house with bells Don't worry, folks. Oh, yeah. The show has begun. Yep, it's me, Nate. You guys don't hear much from me. I guess it's because I'm real and not fictitious. That's why I'm doing the narration. All our fictitious guys have parts in this. Please keep in mind... This is our version of the classic, so we tore it up. Look out! It's Scrooge! (laughs) Yeah, we'll get back to that in a minute. Remember, this is our version of the classic, so... Yeah, we kind of screwed it up a little bit. Look, it's not my fault. Blame the voices in my head. Yes! Blame us! Oh, Oh, indeed! Absolutely, Nate, grow up. Oh, sorry, that last one's not mine. Merry Christmas, sir. Eh? Come get Christmas, bah, humbug. Just another day without pay. Bad for business, this Christmas mumbo-jumbo. But, sir, Christmas is the time we celebrate the... Be gone! Get! Ah! Can't you get faster than that? But, sir, I'm on crutches. Crutches. They might as well call him Crutchet. It's actually Crutchet, sir. That's what I said, Crutchet. Now go, be gone. Off with you. Yep. That would be our old pal Ebenezer. Scrooge is a fitting last name for him. I'm not sure whether he was named after being a miser or whether being a miser was named after him, but that's the guy. And here we are, back in this crazy place. So, we're not sure why Scrooge didn't like Christmas. We just know that his excuse was that it was bad for business. But as we see, or rather as you listen, Scrooge is making his way back inside his old one-room office and uh, working back to getting his money counted again. One. And as, of course, he's counting his money, well, he failed to notice that someone else was entering the room with him. (coughs) What the... What in blazes do you... Professor Periwinkle? Oh, right. uh, uh, I mean, no, no, no. It's me, Marley. Molly? 
<laughs> Molly's dead. I'm surprised you noticed. Noticed? How could I not notice my check got bigger after you died? Well, that explains how you noticed. All right, I understand then. What do you want? Well, I suppose you know that uh, being uh, the fact that I'm a dead man kind of means that, well, it's kind of special that I'm here and... Would you get to the point already? All right, fine. Fine, Jerry. It's Scrooge! Oh, right, right, right. Fine, Ebenezer. Um, you will be visited by three spirits. Oh, three spirits, eh? Good, I'm out. I suggest whiskey, vodka, and... No, 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 Ebenezer. Not those kind of spirits. I'm talking about the kind that kind of fly around and go... Ooh. I don't believe in those kind of spirits. Ah, but they believe in you, and that's the important part. Ah, I gotta go now. Um, you'll find the first one's coming at midnight, so you better be ready. Wear long PJs! Wear long PJs? What the... Where the blooming did he go? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. As you can see, Ebenezer didn't take much to the warning that he was going to be visited by three apparitions. Oh, well. I guess he'll find out. Forty-seven, forty-eight, forty-nine, and about fifty seconds. Hi, uh, partners. Well, this here's Wayne Johns, and I just wanted to wish everybody a happy New Year and a Merry Christmas and and all that good stuff, but not in that order because I think I got the order wrong. But I'm not going to re-record because this is just a filler. Because we're waiting 50 seconds for Jerry to finish counting. I mean, it's Ebenezer to finish counting his money. And then he'll get back to what he's doing. So just hold on. Oh, we're about to see him get visited by his first apparition. <laughs> I guess that means that's my cue. Hundred and forty seven. What the heck was that noise I heard there? I just don't understand what that noise was. Could somebody tell me what that noise was? Well, I'll be more than happy to tell you what that noise was, Pilgrim. Why, I'm the ghost of Christmas past. You're the ghost of Christmas past? Well, why are you here? Well, I have an appointment with you, Pilgrim. That's why I'm here. And we're going to go to the past and see Christmas. Well, if I wanted to see Christmas, I'd see it here. I don't have to go to the past to see it. Well, now that's a mighty fine point you have there. But you ain't seen a Christmas like the one I'm about to show you. Now take my hand, or else I'll pull this trigger. <laughs> okay, I'll take your hand. Guys, you don't have to pull a western six-shooter on me. Now, where are we going anyway? Well, just wait and... <laughs> what the... Well, where are we now? Well, we're in the middle of the Wild West, Pilgrim. Now, they really knew how to have a Christmas here. Well, yeah... Yes, but what does that have to do with me? Aren't you supposed to do something that has to do with me? 
with you. Well, the way I understand it, you had a terrible Christmas. You don't even know the spirit of Christmas, boy. Why, if I was to take you back to your Christmas past, we'd get nowhere because, from what I understand it, you never knew how to celebrate Christmas. Let me tell you something, boy. The people out here knew how to celebrate Christmas because they knew the real reason of Christmas. And by goodness, if I really under, if man, if I did, I would just take, I'm just dying. Oh. oh man, that was some dream. Wow. What time is it anyway? One in the morning. That was a short dream. Oh, man. That was a terrible dream. Well, what's that noise? The janitor knows. <laughs> let me guess. You're the ghost of Christmas present. No. I'm just the janitor. <laughs> Dude, I'm the ghost of Christmas present, man. How you doing, Jack? I mean, Ebenezer? Oh, man, come on, let's go. I'm going to take you to a place, and we're going to see, like, like this place where there's this kid with crutches that was singing with you like earlier, and I'm gonna tell you like how he's like 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 really really in bad shape, and like you know his whole family they love you, but you hate their guts, and but they still love you, and like oh man it's just absolutely incredible man I'm gonna tell you how man if you don't do something uh, that little Cratchit fellow is gonna have a. a uh, die without an operation. It's kind of sad, but I'm gonna do it for you, man. Because I mean, yeah, I might get bumped out, but if, I mean, if it helps you. Hey, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. If you're going to show me all this, why are you telling me? Whoa, dude. Whoa. I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, he's gone. That was it. That's the ghost of Christmas present. I suppose there's going to be a third, the ghost of Christmas future. Yeah, that would be me. Jadith? No, I'm the ghost of Christmas future. But the ghost of Christmas future doesn't talk. Yeah, we have a problem with that. You see, if the ghost of Christmas future doesn't talk, then the people who are listening don't really know what's going on. Oh, well, I could add a lib and say, oh, what are you pointing at? Why are you pointing at the gravestone? Yeah, you know, budget cuts. Yeah, we can't even afford the gravestone for me to point at. So, you know, I'm just here. Um, I'm just here. Well, that's kind of corny, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I I'm really starting to wonder if we did the right idea of doing this whole Christmas carol thing all over again. Well, we got some good gags out of it. Well, yeah, we did get some good gags out of it, but uh, I'm just kind of bummed out, you know? But don't be bummed out. It's Christmas, man! You're right. It is Christmas. Merry Christmas, Ebenezer! A Merry Christmas to you! Uh, I've got to go pay for an operation for a little boy. Uh, Merry Christmas.
don't know why I feel so good all of a sudden. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas to you! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas! Well, as you can see, I guess everything worked out just fine. Ebenezer is... Well, he's not so much a Scrooge anymore. Wonderful change his last name. And here's this week's old-time radio moment. Brought to you by the Retro Radio Podcast and Keith Healthley. Well, Junior, here it is. I just finished writing the petition for the neighbors to sign. It's complete, legalistic, and in toto. In toto? Yes, that's 20 miles the other side of San Badu. <laughs> Mighty nice country around there. But what does what this petition that you wrote say? I'll read it to you. All right. Whereas the party described here under, namely Bessie the Cow, and whereas Gary Moore, party of the second part, and whereas Jimmy Durante, party of the third part, and whereas our landlady, part of the fourth part, and where is, uh, where is, uh, where is, uh... Where is what? Where's the next page? <laughs> I must have left it at the party of the first part. <laughs> Never mind the rest of it, Jim. We've got to get busy and have that petition signed. Now, you go out and make a house-to-house canvas. I'm going down the street here to make a speech to a group of Robert Stockings. He gets. What's a Robert Stocking? A Robert Stocking is a high-class Bobby Soxer. <laughs> I, um... See you later, Jim. My boy is rolling tonight. <laughs> and so, ladies of the Robert Stocking Society, I have come here to ask your help in saving our poor cow. May I at this time read you this poem I have written... Entitled, Ode to a Cow. All hail to you, you noble cow. To me, O cow, you are a wow. To you, O cow, I make a bow. I bow, cow, tow, and shout, how now? <laughs> I love you, tame and gentle creature. I'm always very glad to meet you. Oh, lift your stately head and toss it. And let me shake your every faucet. (laughs) Oh, let me thank you while I can for all the things you've done for man. Oh, cow, it's from your skin belief you give out milk and cottage cheese. (laughs) Yes, cottage cheese the best there is, except for camembert and swizz. And cream cheese, too, so mild and mellow. Also, Limburger, strong and smellow. <laughs> you always give, you never slip. You are the country's biggest drip. You don't hold out, you give in quickly. You always gush. You're never trickly. <laughs> oh, tell me, cow, how do you do it? Is there something tricky to it? You chew up hay as fine as silk. You shake it up and out comes milk. <laughs> oh, cow, the peoples of this nation owe you much appreciation. From now until the dimmest future, human beings will salute you. Salute you? (laughs) Why, you're charming, cow. You have no faults, and you're behind all chocolate malts. (laughs) Each noon, the customers at Liggett pay a tribute to your spigot. (laughs) So let me tell you, noble cow, how I do adore you now. Let me salute your magic udder. You're my sister. I'm your brother. (laughs) 
I greet you with heart and stomach full, oh, dairy cow, and that's no bull. But cow... <laughs> but cow, before I let you go, there's just one thing I'd like to know. One question I would like to utter. Look at honey. Where's the butter? <laughs> I want to end with a uh, a story uh, from uh, the life of Red Skelton. He was uh, doing a some kind of program, and uh, it was on camera, and they were doing some kind of sketch with a cow. But right in front of them, the cow decides he was going to drop. What cows drop, if you know what I mean. And Red Skelton goes, go ahead, let it out of your system. Have a nice day. And remember, laughter is a really good medicine. Be sure to go to bit.ly slash funny community to join our funny community. Comment on episodes and who knows what else. That's bit.ly slash funny community.